You ready, Teeny? Uh, yeah. Are you ready, Ma? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go to Alphaville. Alphaville. Oh boy, do I know how to pick them. <laughs> I, I, I love cannot it. wait. I love it. <laughs> this movie, in this movie, Lemmy Caution, also known as Ivan Johnson, is a secret agent posing as a journalist who travels to the dystopian technocratic world of Alphaville. Alphaville to neutralize its mastermind and destroy Alpha 60, the supercomputer that controls the city and its people. Which also happens to be a French new wave neo-noir thriller. <laughs> Thank you, Didi. With science fiction and... Oh, I forgot science fiction. No. Subtitles. No, Christine... I thank you so much for this because I've been eyeing Truffaut's 400 Blows ever since we started this podcast because there are a bunch of films from when I was in film school that I did not get and I would love to re-watch them and to see if my age and I've gotten better at reading subtitles and just if if something just clicks because that's that's how I am I'm very slow on everything I don't understand I don't understand until all of a sudden one day boom I understand for the lay people among us Tini and me included Truffaut's 400 would be the the 400 films you have to see before you die or something Francois Truffaut's The 400 Blows. Oh, that, what is the... That, it's a film. I don't know oh. what The 400 Blows are, because I, if I saw understand it... it so Got it, okay. I saw it like 20 years ago, but 400 Blows, along with Jean-Luc Godard's Breathless, which someone here watched this week. I did. <laughs> and someone else almost watched this week. Right. Those uh. are... Thank you. Those are, and I'll, I'll get into it because I have it written down in, in my, I think it might even be coming up in my particulars, but those are the two films that really kick off the French New Wave. Well, and I, um, first I want to say you can thank Joseph Gordon Levitt for this. That's ah, right. That's right. That does make such um, sense. <laughs> but, and Blair, who is a French teacher and has spent a lot of time in France, she was like, oh, I've only seen Breath- Breathless. Mm-hmm. So I had never heard of that one either. And I, oh, but so we were, um, I was talking today to one of my coworkers about, I was like, I got to tell you about this movie <laughs> I watched last night. <laughs> and so then we were talking about that and like, he walked in when I was watching something on the break room one time of just like some other like different movie we were watching. And he was like, oh, I mean, he was like, have you ever seen Casablanca? And I was like, no. He was like, have they done that? I was like, he was like, oh, probably not. It's like way too, like it's it's too popular. I was like, no, it's not that we only do these movies. It's that this is just <laughs> the ones that I picked. <laughs> 
Yes, well, we did Casablanca second. That was our second film. I know. I was like, I figured they've already done it. But you know what I was thinking? Because of this whole thing it got me thinking to, you know, film school and films I watched in film school and to revisit them, I think that we can go back and and redo films and see yes. because a lot's changed in the right. world. Yeah, that's true. So we can go back and, and we can always revisit and be like, hey, so I don't think that, we, that that should be like if it's a if it's a big time movie or something, then we right. can go back and redo it. We see if things can. have changed. If we like we to add can. anything. Yeah. So that's just my two cents. Well, Aaron, we'll take your two cents with the particulars. The particulars. All right. Alphaville came out. Oh, I love the pronunciation of everything. I'm going to. OK, by the way, I'm going to be having a little bit of fun with my French, but it, I cannot pronounce anything. So, I mean, there's a lot of vowels in French. And mm -hmm. as we've already established, phonics, not my strong suit. So I don't, I don't be knowing what those letters be making. Especially when they're upside down backwards E's and shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. So uh, I took three years of French. Got it covered. Okay. So it came out May 5th, 1965. It's written and directed by Jean-Luc Godard. He is a French-Swiss filmmaker, screenwriter, and film critic. He's considered probably one of or the most influential filmmaker of the post-war era. He's a pioneer of the 1960s French New Wave. And so here we go. What is French New Wave? No, I have no idea. I all no, I have no idea what it is. Okay. So the French New Wave, it started basically it's 1958 to the late 60s. In the late 50s, Francois Truffaut, who's a film critic, and we know about Francois Truffaut when we did Hitchcock because Truffaut wrote a great book on his interview with Alfred Hitchcock. He was a film critic, and he went on to make films. And so when he was a film critic, he wrote an essay in 1954 that denounced the adaptation of safe literary works into unimaginative films. It's kind of, sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Like he, uh -huh. So he's a film critic. He's tired of all of these movies being adapted from literary works, and they're just unimaginative and boring. So I hear that a lot with film critics today about how they're tired of comic book movies. Uh -huh. Oh, the same thing over and yeah, over again. Yeah, it's all intellectual property, and it's all just being remade. So the magazine that he worked for was called Colliers du Cinema. Ooh, that was pretty good. Thank you. So Truffaut, along with other magazine writers, they rejected traditional filmmaking conventions. And they favored experimentation. And they liked the spirit of iconoclasm. So you have to think about this. They're young. They're in the 60s. So they were pretty much coming of age and being young people um, as children of parents who witnessed and saw World War II on their front porch. And I think that that probably has a lot in, to do into it, of like, why are we still doing these conventions? 
Why don't we break the traditional mold? So they use new approaches, such as in editing, fragmented or discontinued editing. They use long shots, uh, they, different visual styles, a narrative. They also included and peppered in social and political upheavals of the eras and really wanted to capture the existential themes of things. They used portable equipment that require little or no setup. So it often stuff looked like a documentary style. It was very run and gun, which, I mean, that's not what happened. Like when cinema came out and stuff, it was always on the tripod, mounted, being in studios. And these were like, let's just free it up. Let's just get out here. Let's just run, run and gun. So then, and then also their, their films would often end up or they would bring up questions that would arise in the film and they would end up unanswered you know no um so i do know that yeah a lot of unanswered questions a lot true try watching two in a row (laughs) (laughs) i almost said should we just switch to breathless (laughs) i didn't watch it no some of my questions might be about Breathless. I don't know. It was all French to me. Oh, that is true. Because you watched them on the same day. Well, oh, I'll, I'll get to that later. So Francois Truffaut, Jean-Luc Godard, Eric Romer, Jacques Rivette, and Claude Cabreau were all critics. They were all film critics, and they turned into filmmakers. And here's a quote from Truffaut. Quote, New Wave is neither a movement, nor a school, nor a group. It's equality. So they also um, championed the auteur theory of directing, meaning that the film director is the author of the film. And just because they didn't like the traditional conventions of filmmaking didn't mean that there weren't Hollywood luminaries that they didn't in super high esteem. So filmmakers like Charlie Chaplin, Alfred Hitchcock, Orson Welles, Howard Hawks, John Ford, Sam Fuller, and Nicholas Ray were some of the ones that they really looked up to. And at that point, that was in the 60s, the late 50s, early 60s, that was a then radical idea to give these Hollywood filmmakers because they were directors and in the studio system, they were just directors. They weren't stars. And so to put, to point these people out and say, no, Alfred Hitchcock, he is an artist. Like now we take that for granted, but at the time it was just like, he's just a a film director, a studio film director. In fact, he's a Hollywood director. Um, So the other films that Jean-Luc Godard is known for breathless, which was his first film, and he also made Contempt, Masculine Feminine, Weekend, My Life to Live. And he's still alive. And 2018, he made a movie called The Image Book. Did you look at his picture? He's like the picture of the French film director. Yeah. Or, oh, wow. Yeah, like he, I was like, that's, I had an image of my mind. And I was like, oh, that's exactly who he is. Yeah. Cause he's it, kind of hot. Isn't it? A, it's like the trope that you, when you see and then you kind of know about who he is, oh, you've yeah. seen it in films. But yeah, like when you see guys who are the, a film director, that's like who they he are. A lot of cigarettes. And like oh, every picture, he's yeah. smoking cigarettes. Oh. And the sunglasses. 
Mm-hmm. Probably okay. had dicey relationships with women. I don't know. Uh, I, I, you didn't watch Breathless. <laughs> yeah, I think he did. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he is... Uh, uh, um, what is it called? N- not non um me too e. I think he could. I think he could be me too e a little bit. I I don't see him as being um like a a women's um liberation ally. Oh God, no. You know, I just and, and hey, who knows? Just just the vibes I got. Yeah. Not so much in this, a little bit in this film, but not so much in this as in Breathless. I think, I think kind of the whole character of Natasha was kind well, of like, uh, okay. Pretty um, much a blow up doll. Okay. <laughs> music by Paul Mizraki. He also did Alibaba and the 40 Thieves, Mr. Arcaden and the Three Murderesses, to name a few. He did a ton of movies, lots of French films. Director of photography is Raoul Coutard. He did 75 films over a 50-year career. He also shot Breathless, My Life to Live, Jules and Jim, Contempt, Band of Outsiders, Nerd Alert. He was a photographer, a war photographer, and lived in Vietnam for 11 years. The first film camera he ever used was when he got hired to shoot a movie. Up until that point, he had never touched a film camera. He got hired on the movie because he agreed to do it because he thought he was being hired to shoot stills for the film. And French New Wave, they're just like, no, my man, we're going here. It's it's what you do except moving. It'll be fine. That's hilarious. Edited by Agnes Goulamont. She was a, a woman editor. She edited 16 films for Godard, including Contempt, Band of Outsiders, Masculine, Feminine, and Weekend. She also cut films for Truffaut and numerous other directors. So she like had her hand way far in the footprint of mm-hmm. French New Wave cinema and probably has not gotten her due. I'm sure she hasn't. The cast is Eddie Constantine as Lemmy Caution. He was an American-born French actor and singer. He played Lenny Caution in several B-French films. prior to this he was also in beware of a holy whore germany year 990 freak orlando third generation and jack of spades to name a few he looked familiar but uh none of that rings a bell yeah Anna Karina as Natasha Von Braun. She's a Danish-French actress. Um, She was also an avant-garde film actress, a director, writer, and singer. She was in The Little Soldier, A Woman's Woman, Band of Outsiders, and Victoria. Akeem Teryoff is an Armenian-American actor. He played Henry Dixon. He was also in The General Died at Dawn, For Whom the Bell Tolls, The Great McGinty, and Touch of Evil. We have Krista Lang, who is a German-American actress. She was in White Dog, What's Up Doc, and The Big Red One. And Jean-Louis Camelli, he was Professor Jekyll. He was the editor-in-chief of that Collier's Du Cinema 
from 1966 to 1978. And Jean-Pierre Liaud, he was the breakfast waiter. He was, uh, Francois Truffaut discovered him and cast him when he was 14 in The 400 Blows. He was also in Weekend and Boulevard, and he is considered to be a signature figure of the French New Wave. So there are your particulars. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Wait, we've all been waiting for. Can, before you get into it, can I just take, like tell how I watched this film and I had an aha moment? Yes, please. So in film school, when we would watch films, we're in a classroom setting because, you know, this is back in the dark ages at this point, And you're sitting in those desk slash chairs that are all together. So it was never comfortable. We didn't have Netflix. Yeah, you could go rent a movie, but we were college kids, so nobody had any money. You could go to the library, but if you went to the library to check something out, you would have to go and watch it into one of the library rooms, and those had uncomfortable library chairs, so that always stunk. And also, we were in our 20s. Who's going to the library? Nerds. So I, you know, and I'm not good with reading, so... With this movie, though, when, as soon as something would happen and I, I wouldn't understand what was going on, I would pause it and rewind it and play it again because there was a lot of stuff visually happening that I would want to take in, and then I wouldn't be paying attention to what was being read because it's French New Wave film dialogue, so it's all like weird and poetic and stuff, so you, you can't just yada yada in the words. So this movie is, I think... Uh, what, 99 minutes long or something like that? It took me four hours to watch this thing. Wow. Because I would keep going, and then I'm like, I know, I don't know, I missed that, and I would have to rewind it and then, like, play it again. And I can't imagine anybody else watching this film with me, but I did discover that I had much more appreciation for it and that that's how I have to watch subtitle movies i think like if i really if i really care if i'm like what's going on this seems really interesting let me slow it down to at my own pace so what would i have been in college if i had known like just give me the remote and on my own time (laughs) rewinding it you wouldn't get through any all the movies you had to watch for one thing yeah probably not but it was just like oh that's what i need to do because i can't Mm. i can't i'm not great at reading and I'm getting sidetracked by all this other stuff. And then I was taking notes, too. <laughs> so I would have to stop it to write down notes. I have okay. to stop it for a good amount of quotables. There are, I have a lot of quotables. Yeah. Several quotables. Okay. We start with a, it's a black and white film. We start with a blinking light as the credits are rolling. And we hear sometimes reality can be too complex to be conveyed by the spoken word but you're, legends you're you're really you're giving it you're, you're like ma bush but you'd like to really set the scene on how french this is it needs to be like a hey, french man sometimes the world Legend remodes it into a form that can be spread across the world yeah, just, and then just very, just very moody. Just really, guys, really lean into your French stereotypes in this episode. Oh yeah, well, that and your Colombo uh, raincoat. Um, there's a man that lights a cigarette. There's a 
Wait, let me make sure I'm doing alphabet. Yeah, okay. There's a gun in the car. Wait, did you take notes for Breathless? Yes. That was the movie. She took notes of the whole thing. Yes. I can't believe you watched the... You, Ma, you texted me and said, what's the name of the movie we're doing? And I, I was in the middle of, like, work or something, and... I'm like, I don't know. I think Alphaville or something. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, it is Alphaville. Yeah. Three hours later, I hear, I watched the wrong movie. I watched because, Breathless. Because the title came up in French. And, and you were like, it's the only French movie that's ever been I made? Know, but I don't know if it says Breathless or Alphaville. They're both one word. Uh, that's fair enough. Thank you. It's nighttime. There's a train. Uh, there's suspenseful music. We hear. Uh, we see that it is twelve seventeen oceanic time. When I reached the suburbs of Alphaville, <laughs> and he gets in a sixty-five Mustang, which is improperly told in the IMB. Said it was a Ford. A Ford. It's a, but he says it. He says I drive a Ford Galaxy. Yeah, yeah they, and I throw <clears throat> on your like cool Mustang. Yeah, it was a '65 Mustang. Well, wait um, a second. Was the Mustang called the Galaxy in France? Perhaps. Mm. Perhaps it was. Because he goes, "What are you driving?" And he's like, "A Ford Galaxy." Like he would know. Okay, there's a man with a briefcase. We go in a hotel. We find out this man's name that we've been watching this whole time is mm. Ivan Johnson. He is a newspaper man. Um, he has a cigarette. He gets in the elevator. These people, I can't imagine the secondhand smoke. There was a cigarette all the time. There is a, I wrote down female valet because I thought that was interesting, but it gets more. Um, there's a long walk to his room. It's like walking to your room at the Jefferson Hotel. All and kinds of times. On Mansour? Man Mansour? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, that's very French New Wave. But didn't it remind order. you of because Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, like all the directors are big French New Wave films. There was a lot of stuff in this film that I was like, oh, that's very Tarantino. Like this mm -hmm. whole, the whole walking, it's very long of mm -hmm. walking. And then like some violence that happens later. I'm like, this is, oh, I'm seeing it now. Um, so the, the female valet says you have tranquilizers in your bathroom right away. I'm going, okay. I was like, that sounds fun. Yeah, me too. Um, and she keeps coming on to him in a sexual manner. And he says, look, sweetie, I'm big enough to find my own ladies clear out now. But she goes and gets in the bathtub. Somebody comes in and attacks him. While she's in the bathtub. Yeah. This was very Tarantino. And he says, everything, everything weird is normal in this damn town. That wasn't even close to French. <laughs> it was and very British. <laughs> we find her name is Beatrice. She is a level three seductress of the galaxy's capital. So we realize that this is like an outer space. City. Well, I wouldn't have. I don't think it's an outer space. It's a. Well, I guess maybe it is. Yeah. 
I I'm glad that I had read that this was a like post like dystopian sci-fi film. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And then I I was like, I was locked in because I got it. It took me Even a while though- to get on the the wavelength of this film. Everything looks sixties France. But yeah, it um, was. But okay. they did a pretty good job, I thought, of making it like you know, French New Wave. They don't they're not setting up lights, they don't have studios. So they're he made a whole sci fi movie with practical props and locations. And then I also thought, you know, when we when you first saw the very first Planet of the Apes and at the end, you realize that is what used to be America. Mm-hmm. This could very well be what we went back to after our apocalypse. Okay. Um, the, the, a voice speaks. Madame wants to see you. She's coming up. And um, Ivan is looking at photos of an old man. And we have lots of shooting his gun. Were those like... Um, montages or something of him shooting his gun a lot? I, um, I, I probably, it was probably the French New Wave, it probably doing stuff okay. with sound and stuff. Basically, you're like, I, I don't know who these two guys are, but one of them looks real Nazi-ish. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, she comes up. Her name is Natasha Von Braun, which is pretty Nazi-ish. Um, and Johnson is from the outer countries. So it could be our world, just futuristic place in our world, sort of like... Um, yeah, it's just a sci-fi place. Katniss and, yeah, the capital city or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And her orders are to be at his service. She's saying there's a big festival. You have to come tonight. Um, he has a friend he has to meet first. There's a whole lot of banter. Didn't understand. <laughs> And they're they're talking about love and what is love and um and she says, Don't you want me to proposition you? And he keeps taking photos with what I thought was an instamatic, but it was a small camera. She's a level two programmer. No one lived in the past and no one will live in the future. They're only living for now. So I wrote, he looks like a total 60s spy. Well, yeah, he's a uh, he's um a sixty spy, but he's also what like the film noir, the hard boiled detective. Yes, and I did write down je ne sais pas because I know what that means because that's how I got through three years of French, just saying je ne sais pas, which means I don't know. <laughs> Anytime she asks me a question, je ne sais pas. Uh, I wasn't lying. <laughs> and he's told he has to go to civil control to register. Um, he got, he says he's doing an article about her father. And he arrives at the telecommunications place. There's a phone booth. There's a dude with a knife, very Tarantino. Just all of a sudden there's a dude with a knife and then he kills him. <gasps> you don't know who kills whom. <laughs> um, and then... Ivan is, is showing the picture of of this dude all around. Um, I wrote lots of weirdness. The <laughs> <laughs> writing is what's going through my head. I was like, oh, what the hell is going on? 
Then we're at a pouring the rest of my wine. <laughs> That's right. Buckle up. We're at the Red Star Hotel where there are lots of what I assume are sex workers. Um, they're eating cereal like it's drugged, which I think it was. It was honey smacks. I remember um, honey smacks. Then dude Henry arrives. Say moi. You know, they could sing the song from Kimmel out there. Say moi. Say moi. Okay. Um, quite a few people can adapt here and commit suicide, is what the journalist is told. Uh, why don't we hear from you? I don't know what that is. Then it's, what is Alpha 60? It is okay. Super- oh, all right, all right, all right. So he finds the one guy that's on the picture at the place where it's eating honey smacks. And so you're taking, like, that this is uh, like like a flop house kind of situation. Um, An opium den is a Yeah, word. except it's a honey smacks den, which, man, I do love me some cereal, but I am off that shit, but... I understand. Oh, and I loved Honey Smacks. Oh, yeah. Oh, girl. Oh, that's a very Can't good get enough of them. Honey Smacks. Honey Smacks. Honey Smacks. And so, you know, it's, it's very weird. He, The guy comes in. He has, like, one beer, but you're meant to think that, like, this guy, he's just, he's drinking himself to death with one beer, which I thought was hilarious. And when he comes in... But what had he had before that one beer? I don't know. I don't either. I, it seems like Alpha... Like, if you're getting fucked up on Honey Smacks, the Alphaville has strict controlled substance policies in effect. Where, like, cereal is, is getting, getting you. So I guess the one beer is, like, good night. Well, He's out. Um... So when he comes in, something happens, and, oh, he doesn't have his key. I guess he owes money. And so Lemmy gives him a wad of, of American money. And so then he like has this weird scene that I'm sure means something that I'm not smart enough to know what it Thank means. Thank you. And peels him off some money, and then he goes up with him. Oh, and the guy that, that runs the place... The landlord or, you know, hotel manager, whoever the guy is, he says, hey, are you going to commit? You're not going to commit suicide, are you? And so then that's why Lemmy goes to him like, why did this guy ask you if you're going to commit Mm -hmm. suicide? And so then that's when he explains, he's like, look, Alpha Vulcan, like, break you. Like, if you don't adapt to its ways, this city will run you into the ground. And he's like, well, what happens to the people who don't take themselves out the game? And he says, well, they get rounded up and shot for being illogical. So you're like, mm-hmm. damn, all right. So then we go to his room, right? Yeah, well, yeah. which, yeah, <laughs> which I have, we go to his room. <laughs> um, okay. Um, there are no artists here at Alphaville. And there's no, there's no place for me and my kimono. Yeah, Eeny? none, Ma. I didn't see any dogs either, so there's no place for me. I didn't see That's any. True. Spoiler alert, there is no POCs in this film. One. There is? There is at the very end. Oh. She is a scientist. I, I, I. Her I, name I, is Omarosa, and she was there <laughs> until <laughs> she just couldn't take it any longer 
They kind of look like Omarosa too. Okay. Um, and it's obvious Henry doesn't remember a lot of things. So you figure some, you know, you don't live from yesterday. You don't live for tomorrow. It's only for today. So I thought then they're erasing memories. Sort of like, what was that Jim Carrey movie of the, of the spotless mind? Oh, the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Yeah. Um, oh, I was just stuck on the, hey, yeah. Live in the now, the power of now. Look at this. Look at Godar. He, he, he's all new agey. He was new agey as in this is like total fascism. This is a totally fascist state. And so. Oh, he was new agey. And like this movie kind of freaked me out a bit of how uh, relevant it is to our current yeah. times. Yeah. I was like, 1965, get out of here. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was a lot going on with Henry and was, I have, did Henry die? Well, he kind uh, of, it seems he had an orgasm and it killed him. Oh. That's, wow. that's what I How did I, I miss that? I was like, oh. well, I thought his tongue, I thought his tongue was coming out of his mouth. Something was going on with his tongue. I thought he had a stroke. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, well. because the woman was all rubbing on him. And I huh. guess, like, he felt, like, feelings that were illogical. And mm. that was it. That... There was something about that. Yeah. Henry like... doesn't remember lots of things. That wasn't his name back in the day. Um Conscious can make the Alpha 60 destroy itself. So um, if he's thinking something he's not supposed to do, then his conscience will do away with him. Yes? Something like that? I don't know. I just okay. know that it was strongly insinuated to me that this man had a fantastic time. And then if you got to go, then you got to go. He was enjoying himself. So, is, so he died. Yeah, and I don't know if like that was. Be I don't know. I I don't know. We're we're not smart enough to know. All no, we aren't. This. Okay, so then Ivan gets in a cab going to the Institute of Semantics. You know, there are no people on the street. There's no street noise. It's and sometimes there's absolutely no white noise at all in the film. It's, it's dystopian. Then we have the voice. Oh, God. I, I hate that voice. voice. And it really was a person who had um, the throat thing. The throat cancer, and they had their lyrics removed and yeah. replaced with a, me a metal box thing. Yes. Um, um, okay. Wait, I got lost. So the voice says the central memory was given its name. Because of the fundamental role it plays in the organization of logic in Alpha 60. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> was, Wasn't that pretty good? You needed it to be a little more pained. It, yeah, it's really awful. And, and then I wrote, so nobody has memories? No past, no future, <laughs> present, all... Uh, Present is all your life. Okay. And time is in a circle. Okay. But is it in wow. a flat circle? Because then I was like, is this like true detective? 
don't go thinking about that, Aaron. You didn't understand that either. No, because a, a circle that's not a flat circle is a sphere. Okay, then the computer's talking. He sees Natasha there. It's here in the um, uh, Institute of Semantics that had really cool spiral staircase. Did you see Those the stairs? Those were cool because they didn't connect on the other end. No, and they were thick on the on the the inside part and got thinner as they went out. Mm -hmm. uh, those were really cool steps. I even drew a picture. <laughs> For okay. podcast? <laughs> yeah. No, for me to remember. Ooh, a nice and watercolor. Uh, um, I, I said, why does everybody look so miserable? Then we have the computer voice again. You hear breathing when the computer's talking. Um, the up and down those cool steps, they're armed guards. There's a woman with a tattoo on her a number tattoo on her face, way bigger than the out than the Holocaust survivor tattoos. But but it so makes you, you think of that. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. um, so you just figure these people are drones who've had their memories erased. There's a swimming pool. Or they're machines. That yeah, a lot of look at the French New Wave asking all these questions and answering none of them. I know. And then uh, Ivan keeps taking pictures all over. He's taking pictures of men watching women swim. But then the people are condemned to death. So they get shot, pushed into the pool. Then the women have to go and get their bodies out. But the women wow. also have knives. So they. Yeah. Get... And how is there no blood? Right? I, uh, that was... Yeah. I. I. The. But. Okay. Yeah. I just think that probably wasn't in the budget because then they would have to drain the pool and like this is Each French time, New Wave. This is running. We gun. had to see it a couple times. Although they could have just um, redubbed that. Moving on, Re Ivan pushes it. the professor into the elevator. He wants to talk, uh, and this is Professor Von Braun, mm -hmm. who is the mastermind of Alphaville, and he looks like a mastermind. And he looks like a Nazi. Um, goons come and beat up Ivan in the elevator. Natasha is sad, um, but she can't cry because crying's forbidden. Then Ivan is interviewed. You're hiding something. It reminded me of Scientology when they had to do the. Oh yeah, the thing. The oh. hold on to those things and yeah, get asked questions over and over yeah, again. Yeah, but it was just cool. Well, I'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, the Alpha 60's task is to calculate and predict results. Everything is cause and effect. Um, yeah, so Alpha 60 is the thing that's running Alphaville, and it's basically a supercomputer that is taking into account live action, what everyone is doing, at the time to create an algorithm and then present it to them. What does that sound like? Oh my gosh. Am I the only one who watched the social yeah, dilemma? Like it on Instagram? The whole thing, all of social media. Yeah, I know. And when we were talking about, do you want to save that for your nerd alerts or talk about it now? 
it's up to you. You pick the movie. <laughs> I had no idea what this movie was about. Absolutely not a one single idea. I, I think I it's, loved I it. think it's great that you did it. I, but yes, and now that social dilemma has come out, mm-hmm. and I haven't watched it, but I was talking to some people at work, and we were talking about like our screen time. Well, I had a bunch of conversations about that today, actually, and. My one friend was like, I haven't looked at Instagram in a week. And I was like, that's great. I was like, I don't even know why I can't not look at it. And I was like, it's so stupid. Like, especially for like my, it's not like I grew up with a phone. Like I didn't grow up with that. Now these people who are growing up with phones now are fucked. Like all they do is look at their phones all day long. And I like, I was like, I, we were talking about screen time and it's like so sad the amount of time you spend on your phone well yeah. there's a reason for it it was it's been programmed into it like the people who who are that's why the social dilemma on netflix is it's great to to watch because the pe- these are the people who programmed it they made it addictive there's a reason why like you'll get alerts and they'll send you stuff because they need you engaged and they need you on there and it's crazy. Like I've turned off all of my alerts for everything. For years, I haven't had any Facebook alerts. I don't go on to Facebook. I haven't deleted my account, but I don't go on to there at all. I don't get any of the things. Well, I but, need Facebook to keep up with the ding dongs I went to high school with. But well, but the thing, the the crazy thing is, is that even though I I uninscribed and I said do not send me any updates or anything, about once a year I'll get an email in. And I'm like, what is this? No, nothing has changed, Facebook. I don't want to see any any of your results or, you know, I don't want to see any posts, any notifications. And I have to go back in and click it off. Like, they even unclick it for you. It's crazy. And that's, and like, all the algorithms, all the things that you get that you're, when you're looking at um, websites and stuff, all of the advertisements and stuff, that's all just an algorithm that's going based off of every, and they're collecting it from everywhere. Well, and it's just like, like watching this, I was like, well, that's so crazy. Like you, cause they, they got people, my interpretation, what I gathered is they got people from all these different countries and brought them here and tra- taught them how I didn't think they had their memories erased. I thought that they just like, assim- made them assimilate into this life where they didn't have feelings and couldn't use these words sorry spoiler yeah and then i was like oh well that's crazy but then like that's exactly what we've done here except it's like you're supposed to look a certain way and think Mm -hmm. a certain way and if you buy this you're gonna be like this person and this girl that i work with her sister is in high school she was like oh my god i'm so ugly and she was like what are you talking about and she was like like all these girls on instagram are like so much prettier than i am and she was like they're like they're fake like this girl she was like look at this girl she's 19 she's a lip injections like this girl right right Mm -hmm. and they're using all the filters country that is trying to make it so if you edit your picture you have to if you photoshop a picture that you post you have there has to be like a watermark on it or something Oh, 
it yeah it's not that it matters you'd still be striving for that yes and the crazy thing about alphaville is how it slow it happened the evolution of it because a lot of it had to do with the with taking out words and so getting people comfortable just very slyly just taking it taking it away little freedoms away because it it was little little by little and it's the computer and as the computer learns more and more about the citizens and society then it knows exactly how to tweak everything to get the outcome that it wants and like instagram and facebook that's what's happening now us i swear I think I the people are all concerned about coronavirus vaccine putting a chip in you. We already have chips. Right. Yeah. I your phone. something sometimes and then I'll get an ad for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or like I think about it without saying it out loud. Yep. Yeah. It's- and I said the other day, if you're going to have a chip in me, at least make it like so my credit and debit card can be in there so I don't have to have my phone. I'm like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> like, Make it a smart chip so I can do something with it. <laughs> yeah, that's like the people who they they don't want to do like the DNA, like the 23andMe and the Ancestry. And I'm like, my father was in the military. I'm pretty sure he are, they already have my DNA. Like, you know, yeah. like it's on file somewhere already. So you were born in the fatherland. Yeah, like I was born in a military army base hospital. They They got me. I got got. Yes. We were not issued pain meds, so we didn't get any. (laughs) Okay. Um, The computer doesn't believe Ivan. They know Ivan is hiding something. Um, His answers were above average intelligent. So then professors Heckle and Jekyll arrived. Yeah. That was pretty funny. (laughs) Because there's trouble with the computer's memory. And um, at this point, somebody says, eventually the outer countries will declare war on Alphaville. Ivan can be useful. So they want Ivan to be a spy for them. Yeah, because Alvin is, uh, Ivan is above average intelligence. And so they have a thing where if you're above average intelligence, you're going to be able and pick up what's going on here in Alphaville. So on one hand, you're a danger to Alphaville. But on the other hand, if you can be turned, then you can be an asset for Alphaville. So that's the kind of the thing is like, all right, well, are we, is, is Ivan going to turn or are we going to have to kill him? Because he, we, we can't get like, we still need in our totalitarian dystopia we still need some smart people because somebody's got to keep alpha 60s lights on and uh we send brainwashed agitators to other galaxies to cause strikes revolts family arguments yeah and um meddle with elections i would say i was let my pick your jaw up off the ground nailed it 
Well, it has been 57 minutes, and that was a lot of hard work. So I stopped. You're only doing 40 minutes, and you went all the way to 57? Yeah. Well, I didn't decide that until after this 57 she minute. Had, yeah, she had I'm 57, gonna... and she was like, fuck the last three. I'm only doing 40 from now on. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what I happened. Know my Thank you very much. Okay, everyone will be happy to know that. So now we are to POC, which Aaron is wrong about. There was a black female scientist at the very end. Um, okay, well, she a, didn't have any... She, she didn't have there. a speaking line, yeah. but her, her presence was there. We are to nerd alerts. Okay, guys, settle in. A lot of my nerd alerts, though, I moved for tasty over to Tasty Nuggets because I ran out of room on my nerd alerts. Excellent. Section. So, nerd alerts. This movie came out in May 1965. So, this is what was happening in America in 1965. In January, um, Lyndon Bain, Lyndon B. Johnson. It's Baines, right? Yeah. B? Yeah. Okay. LBJ was sworn in for his first full term because if you recall he was president but he was president because november 22nd 1963 jfk was assassinated so in january he gives his speech on the great society introducing his great society which were domestic programs in the u.s and the main goal was the total elimination of poverty and racial racial injustice 1965 1965 so some of these were stalled proposals from jfk's new frontier Uh so what happened to to the great society well the vietnam war cost a pretty penny i think but well, but made but really lined the pockets of some yeah but it but it was the american government like you know lbj had all these great society plans that he wanted to do to get rid of poverty and racial injustice but at the same time vietnam war was escalating and and so you know the let's put our resources money. A, yeah. across the, the world instead of fixing what we got here because actually we're fixing you know brown and black people and it, it really doesn't matter anyway so let's send them to vietnam and kill them mm-hmm. but the great society did produce um some things that you may know about uh medicare medicaid wah, wah. And the Older Americans Act, so you're welcome. That all came from the Great Society. Um, the Office of Economic Opportunity, that came, but you might not know about that because it was dismantled by Nixon and Ford. Mwah, right. Mwah. So then we Canada got its Maple Leaf flag. What was it before? Probably something to do with the, the Union Jack, if I had to guess. Oh, I bet there was a union. I'm guessing there was some sort of like thing in Canada was like, we are Canada. We're going with a maple leaf. Malcolm X was assassinated in February in New York. Um, Operation Rolling Thunder, speaking of Vietnam, Vietnam, that started. Wow, you're right. Before... Canada used the United Kingdom's Royal Union flag, commonly known as the Union Jack. Because yeah. they didn't, there wasn't a war. They didn't have an Alexander Hamilton. 
Um, Bloody Sunday happened. 200 Alabama state troopers attacked civil rights demonstrators in Selma, Alabama. That was March 7th. On March 17th, so that happened on March 7th, right? Like the Selma and all this stuff. On the 17th of March, so 10 days later, President Lyndon B. Johnson sent a bill to Congress, and that bill for, formed the basis for the Voting Rights Act of 1965. So then it was passed, like that bill ended up being passed by the Senate May 26th, passed by the House July 10th, and signed into law. The Voting Rights Act got signed into law August 6, 1965. That's what a government can do, people. Like, just to point it out, Selma happened with the March and the Voting Rights early March. Think about that. Pandemic time. By that time, he, the, the president presented a bill. Congress, House passed it, and it was signed by August. Early yep. August. Damn. Okay. Yeah. That, like, that That's blew how... my mind when I was like, right. what? Right. Like, 10 days after something popped off, he had a bill out right. saying, like, I'm going to fix this. We're going to address this. Well, I mean, we don't have anything wrong in our country, so there's nothing to fix. Well, <laughs> in the year 2020. Yeah. Okay. All right, Alphaville. <laughs> Alpha 60 over there. <laughs> Um, so in the movie, there are flashing uh, equations. Lights? Oh, yes. E equals MC square, which yes. is the mass energy equivalence. It was made famous by Albert Einstein. And it says anything having a mass has an equivalent amount of energy and vice versa. So it literally means E energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. I thought it was because I never knew what that meant. I just knew it meant smart shit. <laughs> oh my God, really? Yeah. E equals MC squared. Energy is equal to mass times the square root of speed of light. I can't apply I that in my life. That means, but but <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. Like theoretically, I, I, I have a loose understanding of it. I can't apply it to anything, but I'm like, interesting. The second one HF equals MC squared. That's called the photoelectric effect. I understand this one much less. Uh, that's the emission of electrons when electromagnetic radiation, such as light, hits a material. And so these equations are used as symbols of the regime of logical science that runs Alphaville. Oh, okay. And then I also looked up dystopia because I always hear about it, but I'm like, well, what does it really mean? And it is a Greek word, Greek origin, I should say, probably a Greek word, a community or society that is undesirable or frightening. It is the antonym of utopia. Mm -hmm. So that's dystopia. I like reading books about dystopias. Mm. Yeah, I just don't like living. Yeah, I used to. When it, when it was yeah. like, ha, 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 now it's kind of sad. Or I'm like, this is this a dystopia? It's as close as I want to come. 
Well, the thing that, like, I don't want to get super, no. I don't want to get super political or anything, but I will say that the whole thing with the Great Society and the Voting Rights Act and all that stuff getting passed was because it had been the first time since I think the, since I think FDR was elected where it went heavily democratic, like the House, the like everything. Happen. It was a, a complete sweep. So that was why they were able to push through a lot of great mm -hmm. things. That's why you have Medicare. That's why you have Medicaid. What could what could have been? Couldn't we all? Didn't we almost have it all? Yeah. <laughs> didn't we all? Okay, teeny nerd alerts. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, I don't. I didn't. That was a painful no. Yeah, there's pain <laughs> on your. There's a lot. I don't know. It's hard because like I read a lot, but I felt like none of it was nerd alerts. It was more like discussion questions. You okay, know, excellent. But okay. that can be that can be. It's whatever interests you. Okay, but I still don't understand a lot of it. So I'll just say what. Because okay. Okay. So one of the things that I, you already kind of talked about it, you might have written the article. Um, and it was five lessons for indies from Godard's Alphaville. Oh. And um, five takeaways that you can still take inspiration from. Number one, you don't have to be original to be original. Um, like he still used other ideas and things in his movie, but like it was still done in his own way. Mm -hmm. Right. Tons of reference. Mm hmm. Um, use what you have, which you already talked mm -hmm. about that a little bit. Um, use symbolism to make your ideas cinematic. And holy shit, there's it's like, yeah, so much of it. Uh huh. Um, Oh, and that talks about like the sign. Like I didn't even think about it. Like the signs, the lights. Uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. Don't rely on conventions. There uh, are no rules. <laughs> there are no rules. And let your humanity guide the work. Was the last one. Oh wow. Um, which I I won't read all of it. But the final words of the film are "I love you." And it, you know, the whole thing was like, no feelings, no feelings, no feelings. That's still how it ended. Yes. Oh, that was good. It's from a website called nofilmschool.com. Oh, they're pretty good. Oh, excellent. It's legit. <laughs> um, but then there was this other website that I went to that it's just like discussing discussion questions. And it looks like kind of like a knockoff Reddit where people were just like writing all of these things. Mm-hmm and talking about it and just like shit that I didn't even notice or think of like the there's a whole paragraph on the meaning of arrows and I didn't even notice a single arrow but then there's all these pictures of arrows in the movie and really oh my gosh, that's true. The, use of, the use of numbers like as a city that's eliminated all like emotion thought art and anything else like the use of numbers was really important and like they're based off of like everything's based on science um and it talks i mean the written word like books and everything which obviously with the bible and everything was important yeah because the bible wasn't really a bible the bible was the dictionary 
Yeah, yeah, that was really interesting. Oh my god, I did like that when they were like, "Oh yeah, like in the beginning when we just thought it was a Bible too," and he was like, "Oh, so you're you're a believer, or you're like a what do you say you you believe or something?" And she was like, "Yeah, of course," and it was just like, "Oh shit, that's like what every I won't get too mm-hmm. into it, yeah. but um, and it turned out not to be a Bible at all; it's a dictionary." Um, with certain words removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, the use of a single bright light in set lighting, which yeah, I didn't even think about. Well, that's that goes with the um, the the thing that I took from my educational French New Wave was like, oh, we don't need lights. We're very running gun because the lights are so annoying to deal with. So when, when I found out that French New Wave was just documentary style running gun, that was all I paid attention to. That w- it was it. Just go. It was very much truth and salt. Yes. Except we, I did do lights. You did. <sighs> but that um, is script. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's this whole, but it was a good, oh, it also taught, oh, the police and the justice system and talking about how the police were just like acting on like they weren't doing it they were just doing what other people told them like they were just like oh okay this is what we do now we do this and it's kind of like that seems obviously is like happening now so well, like, the, you know, we're all the, gonna what everybody else is doing the thing like they got one of the words that they got rid of was why so when somebody would ask a question the answer instead of somebody saying why it was because and I was like, oh, man, that that sounds like the Bush household. <laughs> well, it sounds like any household with a, a terrible two kids saying why every other why? minute. Why? Why? It was like, because. And, and I kept waiting for the I said so. I saw because <laughs> and I was like, because I said so. That's and that's why I will talk about the uh, I'll leave that for my MVP. OK, OK. But yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of nerdy things to read about with this movie. So much. And this website has 28 of them, like, discussion questions. Yeah, so if you watch Alphaville and you're like, wow, French New Wave is my bag, or you're just like sci-fi, there's tons of internet stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you're probably smarter than we are. So Exactly. I'm not smart enough to get it all. Uh, Symbolism. I mean, very seldom do I get the symbolism That's unless they are I actually. Get it from. Unless they tell me, like all of what are we watching now? What's that show? The Vow. Uh, no, the woman. Lovecraft Country. Yeah, it's like all of Jordan Peele's things. Every time, there's always like all these, all the symbolism and like you know. Yeah, because he's he is a. Like he is a uh, he's a film nerd, so he was right. into so, like, all I this never stuff. See it until like I have to go back and Google it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like tell me what the symbolism is in this thing, and then I'll be like, oh, okay, I see that. Yeah, I still want to know what the symbolism of the ladybugs was in Beloved, but I have never found out. Okay, so we are to reheatable. <laughs> Beloved, what 1999 deep cut is is I know, keeping but you I up. S- still want to know. <laughs> B E. <laughs> okay, my negatives. 
how many bullets did that gun have in it at the end? He never stopped and reloaded. Oh, yeah. That's, I was laughing too hard at her and her arms. <laughs> even pay any attention yeah it was teeny's drunk walk but then at the very end when he picks her up and she's just like <laughs> oh okay and then the nazi references throughout the whole um computer thing yes those were my uh, and the um the um of women the um the placement oh the objectification of women objectification yeah. of women naked women where they didn't have to be naked women yeah those well, were mine. no woman yeah okay teeny mine was the loud ass camera oh <laughs> i was like this guy is in here acting like nobody like thank god they made cameras that are quite silent now although did you know this is a nerd alert that in japan they don't have silent cameras because it was such a problem for men um shooting up ladies skirts and stuff that you can't tear it off the camera sound in japan on your phone really yep wow well, other than Japan, like, thank God. <laughs> it's why I wear pants. Uh, <laughs> and then the 60s fashion and decor. I'm not a fan. Oh, I'm just going to say it. I am not a fan. I do not like it. Is it, do you like her I hair? It's the decor mainly that I do not like. Well, this right. decor, so this was... Because this was all shot in France on practical, like it, it. So this was stuff that was architectures designed it to be futuristic. But it was in the still. 60s, I and don't like. Think, nah. Yeah. You're out on the Jetsons as a whole. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not a fan. Lots of circles and Good spheres. Yeah, I just hate. I hate circles. I just hate circles. <laughs> Oh, anti-circle. You're your firm square or rectangle? Firm square. Uh, I prefer, yeah, I'm a firm square. <laughs> firm square. I prefer like a um, zigzag shape or something. Like, like a trapezoid. Um, like something obtruse. Obtuse? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Obtusely obtruse. Yes. <laughs> I'm not smart with shapes either. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Good to know. And then, is it bad that we're using somebody with the voice thing for? Are we objectified? I don't know. Well, he's. I, it's, voice. I feel bad saying that. It's supposed to be. I don't think you're supposed to like it. Yeah, it's supposed crazy. to be creepy and. It's a disembodied yeah. voice, and so it's supposed to be like he def that there was a reason why he when he heard that voice, it was like that's my voice. Yeah. yeah. Better than me doing it. You sound like Marlena Dietrich, like <laughs> oh, doing well, the that's too bad. Okay, Aaron, your negatives? 
Okay, it, it ties into what you were saying about the objectification of women, because just how women are just basically, none of them have any sort of agency in this film whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it ties in, my bad reheatable is, how did we ever know exactly when Lemmy Caution fell in love with Natasha? Because yeah. apparently it happened at some point, but I couldn't tell when. He was, he was I always, don't think Natasha could either. Exactly. He was always supremely annoyed by this woman, supremely annoyed by this woman, and then is carrying her out, still pretty annoyed by this woman, puts her in the car, and then is, and she is like, I love you. And I'm yeah. like, wow, this was made by a man. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that easy for Yeah. Like... <laughs> Uh, I'm just like, wow, yeah, of course. And then I kind of read a little bit because Anna Karina, the woman that played Natasha, was married to Jean-Luc Godard. And he was about 10 years older than her. Mm -hmm. So she was barely 21 and he was in his 30s. And their marriage kind of ended because she was really young and he would just disappear Mm-hmm. and not tell her anywhere and that's why I kind of like earlier I kind of was like oh it kind of seems like he was probably a dick to women and stuff and every single one yeah yeah and when you, I'm watching this movie I'm like oh yeah she doesn't she's ba- she she you can make the argument to me that she was a robot and I would believe it yeah oh yeah absolutely so that was my battery heatable oh and and then personally when Lemmy put his hand around her neck, I was like, nope. Lemmy Caution would be dead if he did that to me. <laughs> I have a no thing. No touching the well, neck. Well, your husband did that to me in the middle of the night that time. And he's still alive. Your husband, to my husband, your brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your husband. Because everyone knows no one touches the front of my neck. It's a weird thing. And it's, it, it's family. It it's a trait i i have picked up it's weird i fly into a fit of rage <laughs> yeah it's not pretty yeah it's real it's not and it's not pretty um oh and then also because i i really liked this movie and i think it was part of like the sci-fi and i liked how it was the new wave style of just using what they have and making that into a dystopian world and just like oh and i wonder if i understand why a school wouldn't do this but i just wonder if this had been my first french new wave film like what would i have gotten it would i've been like my mind is blown oh my gosh because it seems so different. I hate to think what would have happened. But yeah, but then I was like, but you still made a movie called Johnny Got Gangrene that is very firmly in this sort of dynamic. So it's pretty dark. Yeah. It probably would have stayed the same, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's true. Um, and just. Oh. It's like the 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 bad reheatable about it is that I don't think it's on such a different wavelength of a film that that you have to kind of get into its wavelength and that it oh, takes yeah. it takes a lot of work. But 
I did enjoy the payoff. I like I like that like oh I put in the work, and I was a, like I really did enjoy it. But it just sucks. Be, that the reason that it's on the battery heatable is that I don't think that people will put in the work like they used to. No, no. Mm-hmm. Instant gratification. And it's it's too bad because there's so because when I I'm I was like I see that's what I see Scorsese I see how Hitchcock influenced them I see all these things I totally saw like Tarantino and stuff of like just a direct line and it's just funny how they like those filmmakers took that stuff made like these films in it and that like those are the films that we know because we're used to but yet they had like this whole other influence. I may have just figured something out when you were talking and I wasn't really focusing on you because I was having what may be an epiphany or a total, like, you've got to be kidding me. Okay. But I was going to ask you about the scene where they are eating breakfast. It was interesting to me that people still ate the same, but they were eating breakfast and them eating breakfast was we saw it through the TV. Like it was the ref- their reflection on the TV. Uh-huh. And my thought just now was, is that because they were living in such a technological world? Like they were, like that's science? how they were. But, like what? Because science ruled their world? And the yeah, technology? Yeah. yeah. Technology was what was reflected in how they were living. Probably. Hmm. But some of the stuff, like, I, I wonder what what was done on purpose and what was, like, that would be a really cool shot and somebody will come up with something that... That's how symbolism it. always yeah. is to me. Yeah. Like, am I making something up yeah, totally like, out of my ass? And it was just a, hey, instead of shooting them dead on, let's just look at their reflection instead. I mean, this is why I'm not a famous filmmaker, but like a, a lot of the coolest stuff that I did was stuff that happened on accident. And people were like, oh, you did that because of this and that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. ex- uh-huh. exactly. Yep. Nailed it. That was that was my <laughs> thought process all along. I just had uh-huh. to figure out how to get here. Mm-hmm. Okay, positive reheat. Oh, two two other negatives. Well, I already mentioned it. When he was being interviewed, it, it seemed a lot like Scientology oh, when they hold yeah, on to those the, things. The microphones moving and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And that all the smoking. My God, the smoking. I know. Well, it's French. Yeah. Um, my positive reheatable one was that there was a black female scientist. Wow, I missed it totally. Mm-hmm. And the other is just the French language is, is such a lyrical language to listen to. Yeah, I, yeah, I get like, if it. I'm not nice saying sound, it. But it doesn't help me read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I couldn't even appreciate it because I was so busy reading. Yeah, me too. My positive read. Was that it for you? Mm-hmm. Um, mine, I don't know why I liked it so much, but the pool scene. Me too. 
Maybe it's because I'm morbid, but it was also after like I read about it, I was like, that's when it all kind of clicked to me. Cause like all these people were just like standing around watching these. Yes. People with these illogical thoughts get shot and then stabbed. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's how much they've been brainwashed. That like, it's like kind of my view with like certain people in the country right now seeing all of this going on and not being mad about it and are being like, yeah, well, they deserved it because uh, like, I don't know if we talk about police brutality and like there's a whole group of people out there that have to, instead of just hearing like a the cop shots, not to get, I've, you said not to get political, but instead of just hearing like the shot, the cop shot somebody and they're mad, they're like, yeah, but what did they do? And like what yeah. crime did they commit? And it's like, they're just like, oh yeah, they they're just like completely fine with that happening because they just assume that something bad happened or because they're not the same race as you that they deserve it and children like, in cages because their parents chose to come over here illegally so right yeah, that's just, what you get here that's the because and that's why it's happening so it's okay and yeah yeah and it would never happen like, oh, to oh, us shit. yeah yeah but i also just thought it was a really I enjoyed that scene. I, yeah. I can say that out loud. <laughs> I agree. I thought it was like I thought it was all those things, and I thought it was darkly funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's going to be heckling Jekyll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was um, the one that I wrote. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, and I wrote the cool Mustang. Yeah. You notice there were no head protectors, no um, neck cushions Yeah. back in the day. Is it time for mine? I got a bunch of them. All righty. Uh, okay. The Grand Omega Minus. That was where it brainwashed people to go to other galaxies to start strikes, revolutions, family rows, and student revolts. I was like, oh, that's timely. Yes. Um. How how this was a sci-fi film and how there was no props and no sets it was no sci-fi i mean yeah. no um cgi yeah just no spec like all practical stuff um the influence of hitchcock and i already mentioned it and then seeing how just seeing like how like oh hitchcock nicholas ray Howard Hawks, how they influenced him, and then they turned it into a blender, and then like Tarantino watches Hitchcock and all those people, and then and watches this, and then he puts it into a blender, and like what you get, um, because like especially like the funny violence, like whenever he had to shoot anybody or kill anybody, like all the violence just made me think of, I just thought of like Pulp Fiction and stuff, um. The one of the coolest things, and I, I guess I'll get to it in my tasting nuggets, is taking a character and flipping it. So this Lemmy caution, like he was like a a, a character in other movies. Yeah. He had his own yeah. following, and then you know you just put him into this French New Wave like thing and just flipping it on its head. And like Watini was saying, taking something that was already old, but putting it through your own blender to create something new yeah i was like shocked to see that he was like a character yeah um 
Well, I mean, for me, really being like there's nothing wrong with stopping a movie, rewinding it, and playing it again so that I can really understand it. Because I, I think part of me wanted to be like, no, no, let me watch it all the way through. And it's like, what's the point if you're missing something? Like, you can just, it's you, it's just you watching it. Take your time, understand it. So that was kind of an aha. Um, all of the references, how they reference like 1984, um, Orwell's, like the use of new speak, how they changed like the language. Also, no, Big true. Brother. And then I think it's funny because I watch Big Brother. Um, the poetry book that they are always talking mm -hmm. about. When he asks, Is Dick Tracy dead? And Dick Tracy. I have those in my tasty nuggets and flash gordon um, yeah i didn't understand that well you might with the tasty nuggets okay. and jean couteau's 1950 film orpheus was uh an influence on this film um we already talked about the voice i think the voice was a good reheatable of just how creepy and weird and dystopian mm. it is um, there's a high end. So in San Paulo, Brazil, there's a high end suburb named Alphaville. Really? Which I'm just like, cause Brazil, like not to throw, like, I know I'm American and I don't, I, like, I fully am aware that I'm in a glass house over here. So I'm not throwing stones, but I've seen the favela, what are they? The favelas and stuff of Brazil. And that you named a high end suburb of a city alphaville i'm just like that is that's just downright disrespectful to the poor right there yeah just downright um and then remember that argentina brazil is where a lot of um nazis went to escape well, war crimes also i'll add a i'll add another name to that in the tasty nuggets Cereal as crack and American money. <laughs> On the elevator at some point there it's SS and I'm like, oh no, yes. Like any yes. like I didn't need to even need to know or rewind it. Like you show me SS in black and white, I'm automatically yeah. like I'm, I'm starting to hold my breath. Uh-huh. Oh, one this one was probably one of my favorite scenes was well, there's two or there's a couple. One of them's my MVP, but I like when they ask if he, um, I don't know, one of the waiters or something when he goes to the hotel asks him something, he's like, no, I'm going to polish my shoes. And he walks up and polishes his shoes as he goes up the stairs. And then a guy like comes by to ask him for money and he, he just smacks his hand away. I, I just, I love that. And then I also love the scene where he gets in the elevator and they beat him up and the camera just stays in the middle. And oh, so yeah, you don't cool. see the punch. You just see him going back and forth between these two guys getting beat up. And I'm just like, French New Wave, man. Don't have to worry about stunts or anything. You, you know he's getting his ass kicked. Yeah. So those were my good reheatables. Outstanding. So we are to LVP. Oh, quotables. I'm sorry. I did I did um my quotables during the the retelling. So other quotables. My favorite quotable that I would like to introduce to my everyday life is I'm fine, thanks. Don't mention it. Yes. <laughs> I'm fine. Thanks. Don't mention it. That was my favorite thing and also clear off now. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I would love to just say that to people. Um, doesn't it? Oh, the acts of man through the centuries will gradually logically destroy him. Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Um, I liked when she said, are you, when he was like, are you crying? And she said, no, because that's forbidden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when they were like, your tendency to dwell on the past could be useful to us. You think more about what the past, what more about what has passed than what is to come. And I was like, damn, that doesn't describe me. That is, yeah. yeah, that describes yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Especially people as they get on in age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. why I wasn't that mad about like nothing exists in the past. Nothing exists yeah. in the I'm future. Fine with that. You like, if I could just be, all we have is what's happening right now. All right. The, Eckhart Tolle wrote a whole book called The Power of Now. A whole book about it. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> um, it, it eliminates a lot of anxiety. Like, it's not easy to do, but when you feel like, okay what then you're just like well but what is wrong right now and usually like right now you're fine usually yeah i mean i had to you know i had unhealthy weather the fire the pandemic going so i had to do a lot of like okay all right okay right now though you're fine you're fine yeah when when i'm in the grocery store and the mask starts to strangle me Mm-hmm. And I have to just stop and focus on, I'm breathing. I'm breathing fine. <laughs> this is not a problem. I can continue. Yep, that was me on the airplane. For well, six hours. I know that poetry is supposed to be a good thing in the movie. and But I just loved what, they, what she was like, because they write things that no one can understand it. <laughs> to be called poetry they think it holds secrets but there's nothing in there's nothing in it really and i was like if that's not exactly how i feel about poetry me too what that's how i I am too i'm like i don't get it i don't get it like just put all the words in there and write something um sorry for all the poets that listen no i'm just thinking of how i used to uh, um, when I was younger in my teaching career, how I would teach poetry and then how we taught it at the very end of my career. And it was just telling kids, okay, the, you can write and there are no rules. You don't have yeah. to, you don't have to have any periods. You don't have to have any punctuation. Mm-hmm. You just put down words that mean something to you. And so they loved poetry because it was finally writing with no rules. Well, and it's like probably like, Two, three years ago, poetry books became popular, like mm-hmm. and her flowers and all of that. And like there was a point we were selling like all these poetry books. And I bought one. <laughs> and it was overall, it was pretty good. Like it had a story. It was like a story. It was a whole book. Yeah. I got it. And I do have one book of poems all about dogs that I do enjoy, but other than that, I just think it's, I don't know. Now, I do have trouble with the old English sonnets and all of that stuff with all that symbolism that this means this and that. 
just spell it out for me. I mean, you, you want me to I get also, it? I really love, remember Jewel has a book of poems. Oh, Jewel. yeah. So maybe I really love poetry. Well, um, I just named three that I like. I don't know. I just like, it's just like movies that you can't understand, you know? So right, right. Right. And I found that I don't know whoever listens to this episode because I have just brought out all the stupid and mean. Let <laughs> me right here. I'm about to uh, I'm about to ask you to hold my stupid beer because that's that's how I was with a lot of things, like especially Shakespeare. I'm like I, I don't get it. Oh, yeah, I, but don't really I found that if I get inebriated like if and I get onto the the same kind of wavelength, like some stuff kind of gets unlocked in my brain, and I'm like, "Holy shit, I kind of get it now." <laughs> like that's what happened to me in a Santa Clarita thing of Macbeth. I went with a friend, and I'll just leave it at that and say that I was like, "Oh my god, I totally understand Shakespeare right now." <laughs> Maybe we should, when Shakespeare in the Park starts back up. I've always wanted to go. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was just my mind needed to be recalibrated to be on that wavelength. And that's why I discovered with this move, like this movie and stuff and like rewinding it and then being like, okay, I'm, I'm locked. Like, it'll take me a little bit to, to Mm -hmm. lock into that wave. And then I'm like, okay, wow. I think I get it. So that's like, probably I just didn't get it like poetry and a bunch of stuff but then i could like beautiful mind myself and it would be funny and then i'm like oh my god i totally get everything yeah. <laughs> but afterward like the next day did well, you remember your epiphanies i remembered like like i could tell you the broad basics of what had happened but okay. I couldn't, I couldn't like quote and be like, oh, remember right. when like she said this? No, but I could kind of be like, oh, oh, that's what that is. That's, oh, that's mm-hmm. Macbeth. Okay. Yeah. Like, or with opera. Like, you don't, I like, haven't tried that the costumes yet. are cool and the scenery's cool. I'm not that into the singing. I know it's like beyond me, which is just, you know, it's a, it's a gift that I just have nothing to reference with it, but I would love the costumes and stuff, but I, I'm not sure what's happening in the plot at all. (laughs) Yeah. No idea. And then you'd be like, what? Huh? So they well this quote i don't know when they were when they said that when they said this what they were talking about but when they were like doesn't oh i think it was when alf what's his name alpha 60 the computer yeah Mm -hmm. i think it was him i love that mac is vomiting right now (laughs) (laughs) he's been so loud um did you see me have to get up and open the toilet for Tommy to go get some water? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Doesn't it make sense that someone who generally lives in a state of suffering would need a different religion than somebody who lives in a state of well-being? And I was like, oh shit. That makes sense. It's because yeah. the, there's yeah. something out there for everyone. You just gotta kind of make sure it's not a cult. 
Like usually if there's yeah. no paywall associated with it, you you know, you can kind of glean what you need. Usually they tell you everything you need to know up front. And then after that, it's kind of you're in a cult. Yeah. Just from my observation. You don't have to pay anything, you're in a cult. But don't you have to pay the church? I, I'm, you know, I, I left it at that. <laughs> I believe it follows. But everybody, you do what you need to do as long as you're in it eyes wide open and uh, can pay your bills and everything. But, yeah, that were, those were my quotables. My quotables were, there were artists in the ant world. Yes, artists, novelists, musicians, painters. Today, there is nothing. (laughs) I also, like, the quote of the movie is going to be, I'm fine, thanks, don't mention it. I'm fine, thanks, don't mention it. I I like, he goes, now I know you'll keep your word after he shot the dude. (laughs) I think he told her something and he shoots him. He's like, now I know you'll keep your word. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Um, Journalist begins with J just like justice. And I could just, um, I could just hear all of these journalists today being like, that's what I'm, yes, thank you. They're all all holding up signs outside of the White House. Journalist begins with J just like justice. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then is Dick Tracy dead? I thought that was a good quote. So, <laughs> there are the quotables. Excellent. Now we are to uh, before mentioned LVP, least valuable player. <clears throat> or this is why we can't have nice things. Um. Well, okay. So mine was going to be the the voice, the computer voice. Alpha sixty. Yeah, that's better. But then I thought how slowly they brought in the entire fascist state to Alphaville. Yes, and how we're going through that right now. I mean, Pence can't wait to get reelected to take women's rights away from him. So. I mean, that's like we we've highlighted it before when we do things that were happening in the world in like the 1930s. And it's like, yeah, Hitler was in power. Like it wasn't he just showed up on the scene and was just killing everybody. And he did some great things in the beginning. I mean, you know, there are great people on all sides. So like he started with (laughs) the Volkswagen. (laughs) Everybody could afford it. The, the, um. Yeah, the Autobahn, the, we get it. Ooh, let's, yeah. let's like, but, get uh, off of the, like, it's yeah. still Hitler. I mean, our, our Hare and Frau Frenzel talked about it, how, you know, at first they were like, oh, yeah, this is great. Well, this is helping us. Well, that's because the German people were absolutely crushed and punished and driven into the ground after World War One because they were they were punished and a lot had to do with um, companies and businesses and stuff. And there was a lot of money that a lot of people made and Germany Mm -hmm. got a lot of loans and then couldn't pay and was in complete and utter poverty and stricken and had nothing. And people were just taking, wringing blood from a stone. And so here comes this Austrian man who's not even German and is like, no, lift your, hold your head up, lift your head up. 
and mm-hmm. and people were like, I do want to lift my head up. And then things got real bad very real, quickly. Pretty fast. Pretty yeah. fast. Like, pretty freaking pretty fast. fast. But that's how... That's and you a, can't turn back. That's how a con man gets in. He, mm-hmm. You know, a con man doesn't get in with just a lie off the bat. Mm-hmm. The con man gets in with the truth. And then things go really bad really quick, so... Well, our con man didn't come in with yeah, any truth. Not a single one. But but anyway, that well, is the, my the, LVP. I mean, you all are married to black men. Like, to other people, he did come in with the truth. <laughs> you know, from a, from another perspective. Well, yeah, not a truth that I wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah. Neither oh, of you wanted yeah, to hear Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, fair. That's yeah. fair. Oh, that's right. Let's make it great again. And, and yeah, meanwhile, people are like, yes. excuse, excuse me, when was it great for me? <laughs> Never? Oh, you mean I? this country was built on the my back? Yes. And you never, you just stole everything. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Christine, your <laughs> least valuable player. Okay. Well, at first I said... Well, I didn't say this at first. (laughs) This is why we love her. But, you know, obviously, like, the treatment of women and the objectification of whatever, but I just saw that for face value, but then there was a whole thing about when they did the pool scene and they were, like, when they were there, and he was like, yeah, out of every 50 men that get killed, there's only one woman, and... Um, they're like, when you guys were talking about Jean-Luc, um, they were talking about how that's like, you know, oh, well, that like women would never be the ones to disobey and like, do, you know, do these things because like, that's what was happening. The men were just like, oh, and all these men were getting killed. Cause they were the ones that have, were like speaking out about their feelings right. and, and like. I don't know, just insinuating that none of these women were getting killed because they were just kind of like going along and being submissive and like doing this thing. But then like that's they, really interesting because women are always like, aren't we always told we're illogical? Right. And like women are always the ones who you who were like emotional. Yeah. And or maybe they didn't kill them because he needed them to brainwash them and to serve these men. Yeah. I. But surprise, that's not my overall LVP. My LVP is the beeping. The beeping in this movie was so loud that Matt could hear it. And these dogs were going nuts. Oh, really? Five minutes that that beeping, they were like, everywhere they were laying, their ears were just going around. And I feel like I just tortured them for an hour and 40 minutes. I didn't, I don't even notice the beeping. Oh my God, it was so loud. And it was like all the time. And every time they called out the computer, it was the most, that was the most obnoxious beep. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't have a dog to bring my attention to it. Me neither. And a and deaf of course, dog I was that. I was panicking because I had already watched the wrong movie. Yeah, they're classic. I watched it on YouTube. Why? It's on iTunes. But also, Breathless is also on Hulu and Prime. So... <laughs> I so just help thought cocktail hour. I looked at the clock and I was like, maybe cocktail hour. Maybe. My LVP 
My LVP is Natasha Von Braun because I don't, she's a programmer or whatever, but she's the daughter of the head honcho. And she does not seem to, to be getting, like, her father doesn't seem to love her. It's just... Tiffany Trump? I mean... Yeah, it was just very, like, yeah, that's my dad. And I was like, is, is that even really... Is it really... Is she a real person and that's his real daughter and he's done all this stuff to his real daughter? Right. Or... Is she not a, is she some sort of android, like the, uh, like a lab, like a Frankenstein kind of thing? Makania. Yeah. Or, and then I just go back, I guess he really wanted a boy. So that was my, my LVP. I'm like, man, like you should at least be getting some catching some sort of nepotism something like he probably shouldn't have done like done this to you i don't know it just feels like he don't love you girl well yeah because she she was not a seductress no she was a programmer she was a programmer but still she was supposed to do his bidding no matter what it was and you know which always involves sex and it pretty much kind of maybe explains why she fell in love with remy because that's a father figure because obviously she's got daddy issues yeah so (laughs) maybe that's how it gets all tied in maybe he's the first one who said no thank you yeah Mm -hmm. and lemmy's looking at her like don't know if I can do better. <laughs> I've seen myself in the mirror. This may be the yeah. best I can do because it's pretty good. So, yeah. Okay, MVP. Um, I, I don't know if it's the cinematographer, probably the cinematographer, because is it harder to light black and white than color or not? Is it harder to light black and it's a, white? It's a different color? process, right? I mean, it, it is a different... It's just what the the camera is picking up. It's vi- like film is very... Like we're all so used to our cameras and our phones and the cameras that are on our phones They that it, it is super impressive what these things are capable of doing. You know, it like this, it, it's when you're doing when you're lighting actual film, you have to get an an actual light meter to tell you what the F stop and all right. of it. Like it's very manual calculating. But the thing with the French New Wave is that they they did it very run and gun. So it was just and this this director of photography he was a war photographer so starting out being a war photographer he can't guys hold on on the massacre now i gotta set up my lights and stuff so he was very good at at that's i think that's what made him probably a really good the one of the best cinematographers for the french new wave was his ability to run and gun and to have that brain where he could see the light he could probably see the light like this guy was probably so good that he could see the light how we're just looking at it and just in his mind put a filter over what the camera's gonna see 
and know like what the setting, what the f stop on the camera needs to be, how how far he needs to open up the iris to be to get the look that he wants to get. So it okay, really so- to answer, sorry to answer your question, it really depends on the film stock. Like a lot of it goes into, it, especially when it's it's in film. And this was film. Yes. This wasn't, yeah, zeros and ones. Yeah. So um, I just realized my favorite part is it reminded me a lot of Truth and Soul because it was filmed with what you had and uh, it just, right? Yeah. It was, a lot of it was run and gun. Super It reminded millimeter. me of Truth and Soul. So that is my MVP. <laughs> Okay, thanks, Ma. That is such a Ma answer. <laughs> because, because you feel like I'm inflating truth and soul to uh, well, yeah, Jean-Luc Godard. Yeah, because we're talking about French New Wave, Jean-Luc Godard, the god of French New Wave cinema. And you're like, it reminded me of my daughter's senior project. It did, though. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. But it's hilarious because it's because not. She's going, obviously, you have no idea what you're talking about. And so it's really not a compliment. If she knew what she was talking about, that would have been no, a compliment. No, it's a compliment because you're my mom. And so you, you liked what I did. It's just hilarious because people are like probably listening to this. And I'm like, hey, God, like I am not Jean-Luc Godard reincarnated. Relax. no. no. But you did have a very small budget. And I tried. You did, I tried. And you did film on film instead of. Yes, but I was able to film on film because of you and my father, like, because it was not cheap. Like, no, you could you I could have shot everything on video on digital, the ones and zeros. But I was like, I am in film school. I want to get to. I want to at least do one thing on film. And so. it was amazeballs. So moving on, Christine, your MVP. I'm Try to top mine on. because I put the MVP as myself. <laughs> <laughs> because who the fuck knew? Um, I love it. I love um, it. Props to me. Uh, No, I really did like the, because I felt like somehow it was very intertwined with what's going on in the current world Mm -hmm. and also the dilemma thing coming out. And I mean, what a happy accident. Who knew? Yeah. I want to do like, I want to do more of these things of more of like the world, the classic world cinemas and stuff to kind of like tie it in. That's why I I loved I was yes. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I did too. I will say I enjoyed it more than I did Breathless. I I was into the story more than I was into Breathless story. Um yeah. Yeah, and I'm very curious because my my film professor Jerry Hooper at Drexel he always like talked about Brunwell and I saw a couple Brunwell films and I didn't get it and I'm very curious at some point to pick a Brunwell film and now to be like like what did I miss because I know I missed something but okay so my I guess my MVP really is Teeny because she really did nail it I'll go with my honorable mention though. 
um, was Lemmy Caution's driving skills. The scene where he there he's being chased and then he throws his car into reverse and they all reverse and are going and then he just stops and backs away and is able to leave. I was just like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> what a driving move. Yeah, that was a good driving move. I, I, I was so ex excited and giddy by that driving move and just, just like, wow it's so simple and effective i did love the polishing his shoes on the carpet on the way yeah. up the steps mm -hmm. okay recasting i did ivan uh, um lemmy and um natasha i i did um lemmy and natasha but i did two casts i only did one so ivan lemmy was a middle-aged person mm-hmm he was okay. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, he would be a good Lemmy. Mm -hmm. Lemmy caution. Because mm -hmm. you have to do a lot with your facial expressions. Mm -hmm. So Natasha had to be much younger. So I did Journey Smollett. Yeah. Wait, is she the one that's on Lovecraft Country? Is she? I don't know. She was in. The debaters, the debaters. I she think was. She, I think she is. It's oh. one of them. She's been in something yeah. real recently too. No. Okay. Yeah, she was the Lovecraft Country. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, she's in Lovecraft Country. Yeah, okay. I like her. Mm -hmm. So for my Lemmy, I have Robert Wisdom. You don't know the name, but you know the face. He was in The Wire. He was in Motherless Brooklyn. He's like an older black actor. And I just thought that he would be a great Lemmy Caution. Robert who? Wisdom. And then as my Natasha, I picked Letitia Wright. She was in Black Panther. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I thought that those would be good. But then I was thinking for my oh, okay. second cast, because Lemmy Caution was a character and then and this guy was synonymous with the character and goes and plays him. So if we wanted to be true to form and we're really recasting this, I think that Lemmy would be recast as Tony Shaloub from Monk. Like he oh, would be Monk. Wow. And then, you know, the Natasha, Anna Karina you know, I mean, she's a good actress, but she was also a model and stuff. So then I'm like, all right, it, it's not exactly as though this role calls for a bunch of dramatic flair and range. If we're doing it with the time, it would be Monk in this French New Wave neo-noir sci-fi thriller. Natasha would probably have to be Kendall Jenner. <laughs> oh wow so you have monk and then natasha's kendall jenner and i'm like that's what jean-luc godard would do yeah yeah she could be very stiff and <laughs> <laughs> now, i'm not i'm not casting any aspersions i'm just saying in the zeitgeist of things yeah so there's a are you ready for the tasty nuggets tasty nuggets I think we've done all of mine. Um, the endless quarters I mentioned indicates how impersonal the world is. Oh. 
You just keep walking down a different corridor. Uh, nodding yes while saying no. Natasha did that a lot. Yes. Um, that's called programmed reverse symbolism. No. That's hard to do. Um, oh, those were mine. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Oh, I, it inspired Blade Runner. I could see that totally. Oh, wow. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, we oh, should do that. There's an article on Nerdist.com called How Alphaville Gave Us Blade Runner. Oh, and, wow. And The Matrix. Mm -hmm. I see that as well. Was that it? Yeah, oh, yes, that's it. So Jean-Luc Godard wanted to name this film Tarzan vs. IBM. Oh, yeah, I read that. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, the French book Capital de la Douleur Capital of Pain is by French surrealist poet Paul Illiard, and it was published in 1962. And Godard adapted several of those concepts for the film, and it's also the book that um, Lemmy is reading or a right. character is reading. Um, Dick Tracy, he was an American tough, intelligent police detective. Um, he debuted in a comic strip in 1931. Flash Gordon is the protagonist oh. of a space opera, and he debuted in 1934. Personal note to myself, I got made fun of because when I was an adult, because I thought that Flash Gordon and the Flash were the same person. Me too. I just thought that Gordon was the Flash's last name. But no, they are two separate people. There's Flash Gordon, space opera, and then there's The Flash. I did not realize that. Yeah, Thank I you. Embarrassed myself. Um, German rocket scientist Werner von Braun, who was the basis of von Braun, was a Nazi rocket scientist. I it's a German, but it, he was not Nazi. Doing like I think he developed the V two and stuff. And he came to America as part of Operation Paperclip. Yes, that's a real thing. If you watched, what was that? Amazon? Hunters. Operation Hunters. Paperclip. Yeah. yeah, that was real. Um, so he was a Nazi, came over to America, was able to become a naturalized citizen in the 50s, worked for NASA, Helped get us to the moon, and he is actually buried, Ma, in Alexandria, Virginia. Where? He's buried off of the cemetery that's on King Street. Oh, really? It's like Ivy Hill something, something like that. So I okay. looked it up, because when I saw he was buried in Alexandria, I'm like, where? <laughs> yeah. Before you go too far on, can I tell you that... Dick Tracy, I hear what you're saying, but the whole time I watched the movie, I thought he was talking about Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> the Jim Chimney Knight? I you said he was a like, character. I was like, oh, you yeah. thought, is Dick Van Dyke dead? <laughs> what about Flash Gordon? Also, Dick Van Dyke is still alive. Yes, yes he is. Well, yeah, um, Flash Gordon, I also just thought of the Flash. 
Me too. So I wasn't I mean, the I have the whole one. costume in my head. Yeah, no, it's Flash Gordon. Oh, I was like, this is Which, weird that he likes Dick Van Dyke so much, but okay. Does any? That's hilarious because does anybody know the Queen song Flash? Flash, ah! Oh. Thunder of the universe. Yeah, I thought that was about Flash, the Flash, and it didn't make any sense to me because I'm like. Def- like it kind of did but i was kind of like what and then when i found out that there was this whole flash gordon space opera then that song by queen made so much more sense to me it was like oh (laughs) wow mind blown wow and and i think that this happened when i was like 30 so (laughs) it has been a long long time man all right Let's see. We had the Nazis Operation Paperclip. Yep, really happened. Yeah, so when you were talking about, like, oh, the Nazis went to Brazil and Argentina, they also yeah, came they to came America. Yeah. But we got to the moon, so. um, Okay. A lot of the lines in the performances were improvised because, again, it's French New Wave, baby. We're running gun. But... In order to make, because, you, you know, you need money to make a film. So they had German financiers that were going to put up money because Eddie Constantine, who was lemon, huge in Germany, like Hasselhoff, like the Hoff. The Germans <laughs> love them, some Eddie Constantine. Really? Yeah, so wow. they were going to put up the money, but they needed a script. And my guy, Jean-Luc Godard, was like, you might not have heard about me. That's not exactly my thing having things written down. So he took, he told the assistant director to get a Lemmy Caution book. He was like, just pick a book and make a treatment from the book and give it to the <laughs> German financiers. And so the guy was like, all right. So he read the book, did a treatment, gave it to him. So then they gave him the money. And then can you imagine the German financiers see this film? And they're like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I don't know what ended up happening because the the German financiers definitely wanted their money back. So I don't know what what became of that because I mean we were able to to watch it, so they they must not have been too disappointed. Um, so Constantine he played Lemmy Caution in previous film versions. And then, so this was seen as a subversion of the stereotype. Because he, let me caution, was already an established character. He was a fictional FBI agent and later a police detective. He was created by a British writer named Peter Chene. The first book was published in 1936. There were 10 novels between 1936 and 1945. So that kind of makes sense if you think about Dick Tracy and the Flash Gordon kind of thing. There was a radio series in the 40s in Australia and New Zealand. He, it's crazy because he's an American character created by a British writer. But he's never appeared in an English language film. Oh. He's appeared in 15 European films, mostly French, from 1952 to 1991. Is and he still alive? Who? The, the guy Constantine? Yeah. Well, Constantine, in all but the first... He was played by Eddie Constantine. So he had the most... It's kind of like before, like, Daniel Craig, how if you thought of James Bond, you thought of... Like, right. depending on how old you are, but most people were like, oh, it's Sean Connery. Right. Um, 
but other people had played him. So other people had played him, but but it, like Lemon Caution was that was Eddie Constantine. But okay. then when this movie came out, it pretty much shattered his um rep, his uh connection to the character and the producer shunned him. Oh, damn. Because this was so subversive until about 1980 when he returned as Lemmy Caution in Panic Time. Mm. And 1980? Yeah. So from Whoa. 1965 to 1980, he wasn't you know, playing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't. I mean, he, 15 <laughs> but he didn't look like he lived a really healthy that. lifestyle. So I'm just saying. Hey, it's, it's the times, I guess. Um, and we already said how Alpha 60 was a mechanical box replacing cancer-damaged lyrics. <clears throat> it was inspired by Mabasi, M-A-B-A-S-E. I've seen that around, but I don't know how to pronounce it. <clears throat> Sorry. And the disembodied voice in the 1933, The Testament of Dr. Mbasi. And it also calls like Big Brother and the Delks from Doctor Who. And that's a lot of stuff over my head. Right. It has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Way to go, Teeny. And I wrote this quote down from The Social Dilemma because I thought that it was interesting because remember Jean-Luc Godard and Francois Truffaut, they started out as film critics. And mm-hmm. I guess probably one of my re- reheatables that I neglected to mention was that, you know, these are people who they were watching films and they were critiquing them. And it's the thing that they, people always say to critics. There's that famous Teddy Roosevelt quote about the man in the ring and how he, like, he's the one with the courage and all y'all people out here talking, you're mm-hmm. not the man in the ring. And so I think that it's hilarious that Truffaut and Godard were, you know, the critics criticizing the man in the ring. And people were like, all right, you think you can do better? And they were like, yeah, as a matter of fact, (laughs) I think I can. And this quote came up in The Social Dilemma, and it just reminded me of their whole kind of origin into filmmakers. Quote, it's the critics who drive improvement. And that, you know, sometimes it's the people like, well, you're criticizing us. Well, what are you going to do about it? And they're like, well, let me show you what I mean. And Mm -hmm. then look at all the film. Like, I don't think that people really understand how much of an influence these guys were. And that's what, like, that's why to this day, like people know French new wave because it was so like, you might not be that impressed when you watch it. Like, Oh, this, but the influence of what it had, like you wouldn't have Tarantino. You wouldn't have a bunch of stuff that you have now without that, without them. And they started out as critics. And you wouldn't know anything about it if it weren't for Teeny choosing it this week. Mm-hmm. Getting our, oh, getting our smarts. wouldn't know anything about it if it weren't for the great show on YouTube, Hot Ones. There you go. <laughs> Joseph Gordon Lovett. Thank you. Okay, Aaron. All right. I went and I checked again. So this was the third time I checked the list because I could not believe because I know we are in September and there is only one film that I would ever think of picking. 
because you know september paul newman appreciation month what i happened is the universe happens to just do to me it just provided and it tapped me on the shoulder and it said btw do you happen to know that september 8th was the 60th anniversary of a film that if you had not seen this whole podcast probably wouldn't even be a thing we're watching rushmore no, because that came out in 1998. I'm talking about a movie that came out, but it's a great guess, Ma. September 8th, 1960. Nothing, crickets. By one of my all-time favorite directors. Alfred Hitchcock. What movie did he do in 1960? And I can't believe we haven't done it. The Not 60th the anniversary, Alfred Hitchcock, 1960. Psycho? Yes! Did we haven't done we Psycho? We have not done Psycho! Okay, there's a documentary. So after you watch Psycho, if you want to, there's a documentary on Amazon Prime. I think it's called 78... 78 something it's another number and it's a whole documentary about just the shower scene of psycho what's it called 78 let me see vamp 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 78 7852 i believe yep 7852 on amazon prime is that the time that it occurs in the movie? I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I don't know oh. what it refers to. I'm very excited, though. Oh, that was a good guess, I, though. I know. When you said anniversary, I thought it was going to be something to do with Adam and Christine's anniversary, because it's coming up. Oh, no. So I this mean, does I not. see that. But, like, you know, I'm pretty much September. I'm, I was going to pick a Paul Newman film, but when I heard that on September eighth, it was the sixtieth, and and this is one of those films that like I remember hearing about. I watched it myself. I rented it from Blockbuster when I was in high school, and I I remember sitting on my bed watching it for the first time. I didn't know anything. All I knew about it was Psycho. You know, just like oh, it's it's like kind of like horror movie, kind of scary kind of thing, but like Master of Suspense, Hitchcock. And just like it was the movie that it, it it hooked me, and I was like, "Wow, these older movies still got some game." Yeah, that's what I went when I wanted to see The Sixth Sense. My dad made me in order to go see it. He was like, "If you're gonna go see that movie, you have to watch a real horror movie first to make sure I can handle it." And he made me watch The Shining. Oh, wow. Which is way more fucking terrifying than The Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then that sent me on an Alfred Hitchcock. I was like, oh, this stuff is scary. Yes. So have you seen Psycho? Yeah. Oh, okay. The birds and... I'm trying to think of what else I've actually seen. What's the one with the um? Well, we did Rear Window. 
Like you were with us when we, we did, did Rear Window. Window. Yes. We did The Man Who Knew Too Much, the, the 50s version. I didn't see that one. We did. Did we do like Notorious or Suspicion? I don't think so. I don't and think I we and did we either. have we haven't done Dial in for Murder, have we? No, and we haven't done Vertigo yet. No, we haven't, which we have to do. There's like uh, a bunch that we haven't done. It's to catch a thief also Hitchcock? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one too. Mm-hmm. We haven't We're done have like, do a Hitchcock. We haven't though. done the 39 steps. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of his older stuff that we haven't done. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like the lodger. We've just, we've just, we've just hit the tip of the iceberg. Just, that yeah, is just Alfred scratched the tip. Well, I'm excited. But yeah, I was yeah, that's right up your alley, psycho. Miss Christine. Okay, lots of sleepless nights ahead for me. I'm just glad that I don't have a shower curtain. That I have the shower like oh, yeah. door. Probably, I'm gonna have to watch that when I'm home alone this week. Mm. Well, it, can't you watch it when he comes home over the weekend? Yeah, but then I can't watch the documentary. Oh. And I okay. thought for sure that we had done it. Because I, I had, like, feelings of having, like, a conversation about it. And so I kept checking. I kept checking the feeds. I kept that's checking right, the spreadsheet. Right. The other movie that really effed me up um was uh, not alfred hitchcock but carrie oh man have you guys ever done carrie stephen king yeah i saw i think i did see it but i think it was one of those things where like i fell asleep oh and then i woke up and i was like oh that's unfortunate yeah they were just really mean to her i was just like this is high school yeah Okay, well, next week we will be doing Psycho. We transition into fall. Yeah. It is, exactly. Yeah, falling into, you know, a murder in your bathtub. And so, (laughs) there you go. Bye-bye.